0: Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is Tony Tolato, and this week on Sci-Fi Talk, where I look back on the week's podcast on this feed. This is my episode seven for the week of April seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. I spoke with the showrunners of Hello Tomorrow, Lucas Jansen and Amit Bala, and one of the series themes we talked about was truth?
1: We have this demand for the truth, to be honest, and um, we often forget all the ways in which we mislead ourselves or prefer to be misled because it's like Jack says in episode eight, he says, "What is life without a dream to make it go down easy? You know, it's hard to, it's hard to face up to this world straight. And sometimes the the people we need around us are the people who give us a sense of unreality. Those kinds of people and those kinds of relationships can also load a rocket full of uh, unwitting customers and ship it off to the moon. And what it's like when you land there is a whole another story.
2: Lies and and promises and uh, beliefs and trust and faith um, are are messy, a messy space, and and we're always trying to, you know, there are really important things in there and really destructive things in there, and knowing the difference or finding, wading our way through it is, um, I think, you know, a really important part of life, and 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 one that that reason doesn't really help you with. So, um, you know, maybe we need need shows or stories that can just kind of explore all the notes versus giving us an answer.
0: Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Trek Tuesday had Vaughn Armstrong talking about playing Admiral Forrest, as he mentioned in the Star Trek Enterprise episode First Flight, plus the different foreheads he's worn during his Trek tenure. I, the episode that I think that really stands out for me is the episode about the when they were like essentially showing the right stuff to test the first warp engine right there he kind of put Forrest in a very awkward position and just how that was resolved and uh, the brief tension that was between the two of you was pretty neat to
1: watch. I love that episode uh, first flight, I think is the one you 're referring to and got a chance for Admiral Forrest to show a lot of different sides of who he was. He got to be the uh, drill sergeant who was uh, ragging out the guys that disobeyed, and he got to be the old soldier who was uh, commiserating with the younger guys in the bar, and he got to be the stoic father figure as well, like you say, and we saw a lot of different elements of Admiral Forrest. In fact, I was hoping that that and the following episode, which was, I think, The Expanse, was an indication of how they would be using Admiral Forrest in the future, but uh, doesn't seem to be. They did say to me that they would be using me as a lot of different foreheads in in this season, but I knew Admiral Forrest would not be reappearing until the end. I don't think he's... In fact, I know he's not going to appear in the final episode uh, of the third season because it's over. They've shot him already, but I'm told he'll be back in the fourth season
0: with all your Star Trek appearances starting in the next generation I mean you've been on every Trek series as uh, every a, a, a possible alien you could have been even a Borg an ex-Borg and then you were Borgified in the episode in flashbacks and then you actually you were in the last episode of Voyager you've actually been a part of a lot of the major events in Star Trek history by your portrayal
1: thank you I'm actually very proud of that uh, record that I hold is having more different foreheads than anybody who speaks. Anyway, Bill Blair, as you know, has done quite a few uh, roles as well, but uh, I I don't think all of them have been speaking roles. I've been very lucky, they've been very kind to me for the last 15 years. I was a Borg, I was two of nine, Seven's older brother. Uh, I was uh, the first incarnation of a, a, a Klingon with a forehead in the next generation, that was fun to do. Got to play a very sensitive Romulan, which is rare. I've, I've had an eclectic experience uh, being many different characters. I hold the record with 11 different ones, and I'm very proud of that. I had hoped to do 100 before I died, but I, I better hurry because it took me 15 years to do 11.
0: There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. That was recorded at a convention a few years ago. Wednesday had Stephen Steele who wrote an interesting book, The Organ Grinder Factor, about the 3D printing of human organs. He starts off in the clip talking about science fiction, and then he explains the 3D printing
2: process in his book. So the, that's what's so wonderful about science fiction, is that it is the, it's the, the impetus, it, it creates the future, the future. Yeah. And without that imagination, you don't have a future, you know, you yeah. just... Keep on until you destroy everything inside. Um <laughs> in, in answer to your question, the organ grinder replaces human organs without the need for surgery. It's not possible right now. No, no, oh, but, okay. but, but but I do have photographs, I have pictures of human organs. 3D or, or, or 3D, it, it 3D. It tissue,
0: that has been written
2: up. Replicated with it. So that that is fiction now, it doesn't, but the way I describe it in the book, it absolutely is believable, and it would work, because it works. The the organ grinder works just like your color printer on your desk. You know, there are four colors wow. in, your, in your printer, right? Right. Uh, magenta and, uh, uh, you know, black and a couple of yellow yeah. um, and blue and a blue and a light blue and a light blue right um, so I, I uh, bought those uh, cartridges many times I know I know, I know. And, and every time you do you go oh, oh I, kidding uh, me. I, know, I know but from those four colors you make virtually every every color in existence I don't know yeah how it works, but it does mm-hmm. and the same way that there are there are um, basic uh, building blocks of the of the human you know the, the, of the human body this you know, major classes of of uh, biomolecules. You know, carbohydrates, hydrates, mm-hmm. lipids, nucle- nucleic acids, yep, including DNA and RNA and protein. And you know, protein makes up 80 percent of the body. So in this case, we've got vats of those and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, sulfur, phosphorus, oxygen, nitrogen, carbon. It goes on and on and those are the those are your four colors if you will that you can make all human cells and we closed off friday with t rick
0: jones of star trek daily news and i and our co-production looking back on season three of star trek picard here is part of it minus
2: any spoilers the season i loved the season it was my favorite season of star trek picard um and i, I think a lot of people feel that way i from beginning to end i mean i i next generation is my star trek um i like i love the original too and i love all the iterations but next gen was the first season that or the first series that i grew up watching as it aired um and so to have the whole cast back and to have them come back sort of uh, leading up to all of them being on board by the end of the season was really, it was exciting and, and I just loved the season.
0: The plot I thought was really well done. I mean, Terry really worked on it. You could tell. Uh, and it, one of my biggest complaints in the movies is whenever a cast member, or even in the series, especially the original series, how little the supporting cast was used it was all kirk spock and mccoy and, and maybe scotty once in a while but um but what i liked about this is that everybody from the next generation got to showcase their skills in their wheelhouse and, and i thought that was good with some surprises that we'll talk about but i thought that was so important and i i really liked the season uh didn't see the ending coming uh when uh, they opened that door i was surprised <laughs> and it was like oh no um but we'll talk about the specifics of it but uh all in all i thought it was a great season it fixed whatever problems i had with nemesis this was the way they should have gone out and uh to be on the d uh man that was just
2: something really special 100 percent agree yeah that was really fantastic
0: The roundtable we did do has plenty of spoilers, especially on the finale, so if you're going to listen to it, definitely watch either the season, if you haven't seen it, but you should have by now, and also, if you haven't seen the finale, see that first. You can hear more Sci-Fi Talk episodes by subscribing at Apple Podcasts. There is much more coming up. This is Joni Talaudi.